0: Lobs it! Bowls alone! Touchdown New York! Swung out of this! Strike three! Go on Santana! Has picked the no hitter! Anthony's gonna try and get one more shot off from the buzzer! Yeah. Oh, he puts it! Mark messier! Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Welcome back to T cam Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. NFL season is back. It is officially here. The NFL has arrived. The Kansas City Chiefs face off against the Detroit Lions in Kansas City tonight at 820 on NBC. Gonna be an absolute thriller. We're gonna talk about a couple different things today. We'll jump into this game, then we're gonna jump into players that teams that I think are gonna get better and you know improvements. You know, improvements between players. You know, who do we think is gonna get better? Who do we expect to have a way better season this year? So for the Kansas City and Detroit game, key players you're gonna watch out for Kansas City. Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, if he plays. He did hyperextend his knee on Tuesday, so it's no guarantee that he is going to play today. We're gonna to look out for MVS, Martis Valquez Scantling, as I'm pretty sure his name is, and Kadarius Toney for the Chiefs. Those are your key players. We also gonna take a count in their offensive line. They do have a very good offensive line. Detroit young defensive line. We're going to see exactly what they do in this scenario. But for Kansas City, what is the offense going to look like? This is a kind of a question mark because Eric Bieniemy is now gone. He is now with the Washington Commanders, in which we expect a better offense out of them with Sam Howe. Besides that point, is the offense going to look the same? Is it going to look better? You know, what do you think what do you think the Kansas City offense is going to look like? For me, I think it's going to look about the same because while Eric Bieniemy is a great offensive coordinator and a great play caller, Andy Reid is just he's a master of the offense and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, what's more concerning in this game? The fact that Kansas City kind of still has the same roster. They did lose McCall Hardman and Juju Smith-Schuster in this offseason. I really do think those are some key losses. I think Hardman's a pretty talented player. And then you've got Juju Schuster, who got the report about his knee going to be messed up in New England. So we don't know how he's going to be, but that is still another key receiver. Now we got, like, Sky Moore, MVS, and Kadarius Tony. Are they going to be able to carry the load all year? There's a lot of question marks about the Super Bowl champs. Are they going to make it back? Are they going to be just as competitive? In which everybody just assumes because they have Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be that way. There's a lot of talent in the AFC this year, so there's a lot to talk about. For the Detroit Lions, they're key players in this game. We're going to need to pay attention to Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Aiden Hutchinson. The defense, specifically in the DBs, we're going to have to pay attention to that too. Is this offense going to look more elite this year? Now Jared Goff, at the end of the season, played great. Amon Ross St. Brown played great. Jameer Gibbs getting picked up in the draft. More of a slot and good running back. Like he, just, he plays both positions very, very well. He's like a slot receiver. He's fast. He's shifty. He's one of the best that came out of Alabama. And we're going to see if he can hang with the guys in Detroit and possibly add another weapon on the outside for them. David Montgomery coming from Chicago Bears. David Montgomery was in a high-power run offense, and he didn't get much time, really, as the star running back because Justin Fields was taking it away, and then Khalil Herbert was taking it away. By the way, that's somebody else we need to watch out for in Chicago. But for David Montgomery, is he going to fill that Jamal Williams role and be like that touchdown powerhouse back while Jameer Gibbs is like DeAndre Swift, but a very shifty, more shifty type of player? So we're going to see what Detroit is going to bring to the table. Aside from the defense, we expect Aiden Hutchinson to really pick it up this year. I expect him to at least be one of the best ends in all of football, at the end of this year, or at least make the conversation that he is on his way. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Now, for the Detroit Lions, the sad thing is, while we do know about the the things that went on in the off season, you know, losing Jameson Williams and those guys. What about C.J. Gardner-Johnson getting injured? That's a big deal. People are like, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, is it going to cripple the defense now that he's gone? Is it really going to hurt them? And in a way, yes, it can hurt them. But I think this is exactly what they drafted Brian Branch to do. They drafted Brian Branch. To, he's young. He's coming in out of Alabama. He knows what he's doing. This is his time to shine. If he can shine in this moment, Brian Branch could be a real star in this league. So we'll see what they can do. Overall, first night of the NFL. When we're going to pick who's the winner right here. I've been thinking about it all week. Going back and forth. And hearing the news on Tuesday about Travis Kelsey, with a hyperextended knee, even if he does play, he's still going to be somewhat not fully 100%. I worry about that, because he is Mahomes' main target. For Detroit, coming into this game, winning this game, would give them a lot of momentum going into the season. I'm picking the Detroit Lions. By a touchdown to win this game. Not because I don't think Mahomes is great. Not because I don't think Mahomes can make something special. And people might say I'm crazy for picking the Detroit Lions. But as a well-rounded, talented team, the Detroit Lions really have a chance to shock the Super Bowl champs on opening night. I'm going with the Detroit Lions. I think they can do it. I think they can shock the world, make some real noise. Detroit... This is their year to win the NFC North. This is their year to make a statement in the playoffs. What they needed in the offseason, they filled out the positions. They needed better DBs. They went and got them. They switched up the entire running back group. What more can you ask? They're doing everything they need to do to win. Dan Campbell, a heck of a coach, learned under Sean Payton, played in the NFL. I believe in these guys, and I think they really really can make a statement in this game. Now if Kansas City wins, I mean, well, we all kind of expected it, and the sports books will be betting it highly that the Kansas City Chiefs will win. But I'm going with the Detroit Lions. I'm pulling the upset here. It's upset week. And there's a lot of upsets this past weekend in college football. Why can't there be an upset in the NFL? Wouldn't that be fun? Going away from the Kansas City game, now... I'm not going to talk about the rest of the Sunday games because this week we have Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong. So we are going to be covering most of the NFL games going into this week. However, we are going to cover some players I expect to be better this year and some teams I think are going to be better this year. Now some players that we're going to talk about here are expected. Really. I mean, they're expected to have better years. I think everybody thinks they're going to have better years. My first player is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has been on a roller coaster since he left Houston. He's been in law trouble. He's been out of the league for a while. Is Deshaun Watson the same quarterback in Houston? Can he be that superstar talented quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? My answer is yes. First of all, let's talk about last year. He came in in week 13. He finished the final six games for the Cleveland Browns. He threw over 1,000 yards in six games, seven touchdowns and five picks. Cleveland has been looking for a guy like this for a long time, for a superstar like Deshaun Watson. So the last time we saw the real Deshaun Watson, let's read his stats off. This is when he was in Houston. And, if I'm positive, it was half the season without DeAndre Hopkins. He threw 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions, the last time he played in Houston in a season. I expect him to almost average the same, or maybe a little bit less yards. He's got Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Nojoku, and Nick Chubb. On the offense. Now I'm not saying Cleveland's defense is going to be any good. But what I am saying is. We have the perfect scenario for Deshaun Watson. He's got a lot of talent around him. These guys are very talented. And Cleveland could be running with a gold mine here. If Deshaun Watson is at least 90% of what Deshaun Watson was. He's had a full training camp. He's had full practices with these guys. He's been around them. They have some experience together. And Amari Cooper with Deshaun Watson in the last six games actually looked pretty good. What can they do under a full season? Let's see it. Let's see Deshaun Watson back to where he was. Now, I know a lot of people don't like Deshaun Watson. A lot of the things he did wasn't right. But I'm not looking at that point of view. Deshaun Watson as the football player. If he goes back to what he was or just 90% close to what he was, look out for the Cleveland Browns. They're going to be a scary team this year. Our second player is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had one of the most horrific seasons I have ever seen from a superstar quarterback. Now his stats can say otherwise, especially his passing stats. He did throw for 3,500 yards last year and a terrible offense where they couldn't win. So in the last season, he threw 3,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and he had an 84.4 quarterback rating, which is the worst in his career. He also averaged 60% completion rating last year, which is the worst in his career, the lowest amount of touchdowns he's ever thrown last year. Before that, the lowest amount of touchdowns he ever threw was 20 and that was in year that was in 2014. For interceptions, he threw 11 picks, that is his second highest. His last high, his highest interceptions he's ever thrown was in 2020 he threw 13 picks. But he also threw like 30 touchdowns that year. So, he had a really good year overall. So why are we talking about Russell Wilson? I think we all were kind of disappointed in what we saw out of him. You know, going to Denver last year, we expected the Denver Broncos to probably be top of the ASC West or fighting with Mahomes for the top. We expected them in the playoffs. We expected great things. They had a good defense. We just had high expectations, and we were all so disappointed on how the results came out. Nathaniel Hackett, clearly not the coach Russell Wilson needed. Geno Smith in Seattle, outperforming and playing amazing last year for them. They made the playoffs. For Russell Wilson, we expect better things. And so this year, now we have Sean Payton. Sean Payton is one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. His career record is 161-97. to That's a 62% win-loss ratio. He is an absolutely incredible coach. And I think, and I truly believe, he can turn this around. He's a Super Bowl champion. Sean Payton is. He knows what he's doing. And I believe Russell Wilson's going to be better this year. Plus, he's still got Jerry, Judy, and all his weapons. All the same guys from last year. So they're going to have some experience together. And I expect a better year out of Russell Wilson. I hope. I really do hope. Because I love watching Russell Wilson play football. And I could probably say most of us do. Most of us do like watching Russell Wilson. He's an enjoyment. He was fun to watch in Seattle. Can we get that same guy back? That's exactly what we're looking for. All right, the next two are wide receivers. We're gonna call them the Ohio State pair because they did play at Ohio State. In the NFC, I picked Chris Olave. In his rookie season, he had a thousand yards and four touchdowns, and that was with Jameis Winston. And Taysom Hill throwing him the football. Now we got Derek Carr. That's a huge improvement. Plus, the NFC South is not very good. Like, there's a couple teams that are going to have some improvement this year in the NFC South. But it's not like Brady is in is in Tampa Bay holding the helm. This is Derek Carr's division to win. So he pretty much has it in his hands. And I think Chris Olave is going to be a top receiver in the NFC this year. Coming after this year, he'll be right behind Justin Jefferson. In the AFC, I picked Garrett Wilson. Now, the funny part is, they had the same stats almost. A 1,000-yard season, four touchdowns, but Garrett Wilson won off as the Rookie of the Year last year. He accomplished that with Mike White and Zach Wilson at the quarterback position. Uh, That that is debatably a worse situation than what was going on down in New Orleans. Now you're adding four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers onto this. I expect... Garrett Wilson have a better year. I expect Garrett Wilson to be in the top five in the AFC this year for wide receivers. I think he's that good. I think he's that elite. I don't think he's better than Jamar Chase. There's some questions. I don't think he's better than Tyreek Hill and maybe Stephon Diggs. Like Diggs is a great receiver, but we're going to see what him and Josh Allen are going to put together, and we're going to see how Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers go together. Hey, we're going to see him on Monday night. That's going to be absolutely spectacular. Two elite. Two quarterback and wide receiver duos. Obviously one a little bit more experienced than the other, but I don't doubt that at all. I think that Garrett Wilson is going to be a superstar. He's going to be the primary number one on this team. I know they have Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Conklin, and the rest of these guys, but I think Garrett Wilson is going to be, just like Devontae Adams was in Green Bay, an absolute superstar for this squad and a dynamic duo with Aaron Rodgers. A couple teams that I think are going to be better this year. The New Orleans Saints, obviously kind of just explained. The NFC South could possibly be the worst division in football. I mean, talent-wise, most of the guys are young. Outside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, most of the guys are young. Falcons are young. Panthers are young. The Bucs, Baker Mayfield, can barely beat out Kyle Trask for the starting job. Now, I'm hoping Baker Mayfield performs. Obviously, they still have Chris Godwin. And they still have Mike Evans. They did lose a lot of their defensive players, which is kind of disappointing. But it could still be an elite offense. I don't know. we got to see what it's made of first. We got to see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are made of. We know what the New Orleans Saints are going to be made of. They're going to be a, they have a good defense. They have a lot of talent on the offense. Overall, I just think they're going to be a good team and the winners of the division in the NFC South. My second team is the Atlanta Falcons. Now we just talked about the NFC South, and who I think is going to be the winner. Besides the point, they still have contrast. They still have Drake London. We're going to find out what Desmond Riddler's really made of. We're going to see how he is. Let's find out what this kid's made of. And now you've got Bijan Robinson, who's a top back. This guy is scary. This guy could be a really, really, really elite back in the NFL. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think the offense is going to be running through him. Arthur Smith is a run first, is what I saw last year out of him. So I'm expecting Bijan Robinson to be the guy leading the helm. For a rookie to be leading the helm with Desmond Riddler and a lot of these young guys. Plus, their defense got better. They added some defensive weapons. Jesse Bates from Cincinnati, I think that's a good piece for them to add. They added a couple more guys. Atlanta, don't see them winning the division. However, I do see them finishing second in the division. I think they are on their way up, and I think it's a good improvement for this team. So, Atlanta Falcons fans, I think you should expect a better season this year. The Denver Broncos, obviously, talking about this. The Denver Broncos, I just explained about Russell Wilson and the team, Sean Payton. I don't think there's much to cover there, after all I said. So, Denver Broncos, I'm expecting a better year. I don't know how much worse it could have gotten, but the only way now is up, so Denver Broncos expect a better year. The Detroit Lions, now Detroit finished 9-8 last year. I'm I'm picking them to win the NFC North. And I know a lot of people are going to pick the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. An elite offense they have. Their defense I don't think is as good as some people think. And I don't really see how they're much better than the Lions. I mean, honestly. The Lions got a lot of talent. Jared Goff, when Sean McVay traded Jared Goff for Matt Stafford, it was to win the Super Bowl. And we kind of wrote Jared Goff off. Like, you know, he went to the Super Bowl, he's all right, but he's never going to be that guy. And a lot of people were honestly expecting to see him his way out the league. I mean, that's really how a lot of people saw it. And what I'm seeing is a guy who's showing his worth to the world. He's showing people that, hey, the Detroit Lions, we're a good team. And guess what? I'm going to ball out too. I'm going to prove all you people wrong. I'm not a guy you can just write off. I'm a guy who's going to be here. I'm going to stay here in Detroit. We're going to be successful. That's the guy I like leading my team, honestly. If I'm a Lions fan, that's who you're going to want leading the team. Plus, a lot of young talent, good defense, and... Some pretty, pretty exciting stuff coming this season from Detroit, from the Detroit Lions. So I'm excited to see where they're going to be. And finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I haven't talked about Pittsburgh in this episode. I haven't talked about them so much since last season. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Calvin Austin, Deontay Johnson, and Allen Robinson, with Pat Fryermuth. That is a deep offense in the running back position, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. A deep, deep offense, plus a better O-line. And on defense, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. We got some boys. Joey Porter Jr. looking good. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance to make some real noise. Now we got to see where Kenny Pickett's going to be. Is the improvement coming? I'm expecting it. I'm hoping it doesn't go the other way. Obviously, I'm a Steelers fan, so... I'm looking for them to improve, and they had a winning season last year. I'm expecting them to shock the world this year. Not like make the Super Bowl shock the world like the Bengals did, but I'm expecting them to be the top two in the division, fighting with either the Bengals or the Ravens, whoever lands on top. But I'm expecting a top two, possibly second place, We'll talk more about who I think is going to lead in the divisions this year. But overall, that is our show. And I hope you all enjoy the first night of NFL football. Now, tomorrow, college football talk is coming. We're going to talk about Florida State and LSU, Clemson and Duke. What happened to Clemson? What really happened in that game? And we are going to talk about some highlight games that are coming into week two. Maybe a little bit of Colorado. That's going to be something to pay attention to. Alabama and Texas, big-time weekend. And a surprising one that I don't know a lot of people are going to be too interested in, but it would be UNC and App State. Find out why tomorrow I picked these matchups. Hope you all have a good day and a good night watching NFL football. I'll talk to you guys later.